Welcome to The Nest Show, the podcast that brings you insights into the crypto market, trading and investment experiences, and what we're looking forward to as we navigate the space together. Before we get started with the show, I want to thank our friends and sponsors over at PrimeXPT, where many of our listeners have already signed up to trade by visiting theburbnest.com slash PrimeXPT. PrimeXPT is the most powerful trading platform offering immediate access to over 30 assets. Users may trade cryptocurrencies, Forex, commodities, stock indices, and much more, all from a single Bitcoin settled account. And now for the show. What the Nest Show is. This is a podcast brought to you by the Burb Nest community, an independent crypto and forex centered trading community built to sharpen each other in capturing opportunities in the markets while protecting capital along the way. What this is not trading advice. We are not financial advisors, and you should not regard any information here or in the Nest Club as financial advice. You should always consult a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Hey, everybody. It's CryptoBurp. It's Adrian. Welcome to today's episode, very special episode of the Nest Show podcast. And uh, I'm very lucky. I'm very happy. I'm very excited because today I'm having a special, special guest a big name in a space of a big company in the crypto scene that they all have been here for a long, long time, improving the ecosystem. And uh, I'm very excited to welcome Henrik Hielte, the CEO and co-founder at Chromaway today with us. I hope you are doing okay, Henrik. Relational blockchain, while, while this has already been sort of like touched upon, I couldn't be... Uh, more excited about you know just getting started 2021, which is hopefully better you know than 2020 for all the businesses for everybody, ever on the planet because you know 2020 has been so much mess for for the businesses, for the clients, for everybody's lives pretty much right. It uh, it pretty much like made so many businesses collapse and honestly speaking, I have big dose of respect to all the businesses that are actually not only surviving, but they continue to develop uh, within this, well, pandemic, right? So uh, I'm very much eager to hear, uh, like, if you can tell me or elaborate more about the development plans for 2021 for Chromia. Yeah, and I mean, we've been, continue to develop on under 2020. It was a tough year for us as well. And uh, to... Uh, to focus and refocus and so on. Uh, what happened in, in the crypto space was a lot of interest in DeFi apps, of course, on, uh, last year. Mm -hmm. So we sort of replanned a little bit on our launch schedule and uh, said that we need to have uh, quite soon an integration with Ethereum to get those kind of apps as well on, uh, on our blockchain. And we could be a layer two um, to solve the issue around fees and performance. And we do that in a very good way, I think, because performance is basically an unlimited scalability on our model because it can be mm -hmm. one application can consist of several chain together blockchains. So it can be very much scalable. But it's also about the fact that a lot of DeFi is around finance and finance is best done with secure technology that uh, you know can work over time uh, that's a database um, this is what is used for basically all the other financial applications in the normal world so our technology which is a combination between a, a traditional database and a blockchain is very very good as a layer two i think 
So uh, that's what we did last year. And there was a project started called Hedget for uh, options uh, that uh, is building out now on Chromia. So we I think that was one of the reasons we got a little bit delayed on our previous like plan to do the full rollout on our mainnet because we wanted to have the Ethereum features. So the slightly reprioritization uh, that happens. So that's what we're going to do now that we are very excited about. So have a, a more proper launch uh, on, a, on a mainnet that is uh, where you can install applications freely, etc. We have a mainnet now sort of for testing purposes and getting it uh, bootstrapped for different providers that would help out to run the network, etc. But that's what I'm looking forward to, to, to uh, a lot to have a more easy to see releases of, of our stuff. I have, we have like an internal roadmap. Um, it's so it's kind of technical, but uh, I'm just scamming it. The unofficial technical roadmap here. Yeah, this L2 subsystem. Yeah, that that's kind of going to be released very soon which means Ethereum integration, basically. Uh, it could also be other other blockchains uh, in the future, or blockchain technologies. Mm -hmm. um, Cross-chain communication. So we are, yeah. So we'll have a complete implementation in March about that. that that's what we hope. Uh, also, we are working on, on Various gaming features, such as NFT protocols, that are uh, slightly different and slightly, uh, yeah, more elaborate than on uh, other blockchains. So mm -hmm. that's something we're also adding. So it's kind of different teams working on this. We have a, you know, a core team working on the core technology, uh, and uh, people that are building sort of in between applications and the core team. So do, do this more like uh, protocols on top of the blockchain, which is like for gaming. So um, I released then quarter two about our our first mainnet that is autonomous, uh, which is our second mainnet release. And um, yeah, that, that's sort of on the technical roadmap for the first quarter. Uh, and we are also a sort of onboarding new projects that are working on our platform, um, several in DeFi, um, some enterprise project, but also games and uh, sort of areas we haven't explored that much uh, previously in mm -hmm. supply chain and so on. That is sort of traditional uh, blockchain areas, but... Uh, okay. Okay. I appreciate that. I mean, this is... This is definitely a fair answer. You know, it's very, it's very hard to also. Um, I have, you know, for myself being also the CEO for my own brand for the Bird Nest. Yeah. I, I can also definitely relate. You know, with one sort of like this back back. You know, just a thought at the back of it of the, of the end uh, of the head. Uh, it's still about big uncertainty, right? It's still about a big uncertainty uh, for everybody. Uh, people, you know, just never know if they actually you know uh uh you know are going to save their 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 sort of like posts their jobs you know outside mm -hmm. you know whenever they're big for work big corporations you know they're going to be 
uh, definitely a lot of um, a lot of changes in the stuff, a lot of changes in the human resources. A lot of people would go fired. You know, a lot of people would just uh, pretty much like you know just stay around as well. But this this economic situation, this political situation across the globe as well. It's not only it's not only U.S. that that is sort of like being the you know the the bigger player because in Europe, you know, I'm I'm from myself from Poland, right, which is not far away from from Sweden as well, but um, we are dealing all together, like as, as the world, with similar sort of like issues right now. Uncertainty, big uncertainty, the economic recession, uh, and all the actual uh, sort of like just effects, results of 2020, right? Uh, many companies actually collapsed already. So as I said, I mean, it takes really big and got like good, good, good management for the company not only to persist but also keep growing and then in this big uncertainty and this big mess to keep planning yeah. uh you know whatever whatever you know the flexibility allowed uh in the in the company we need to ha have the plans we need to have a lot of emergency plans right so i definitely appreciate you know all all that you shared regarding you know the the quarter one quarter two sort of like focuses um <clears throat> And as we as we proceed, you know, there is definitely this one, uh, this one topic, this one, you know, just word like abbreviation that had been, you know, that has been on on the on the mouths of many many people recently, which is NFTs, right? Non fungible tokens. And uh, yeah, I mean, what what has definitely become quite an interest, you know, for the people is to know whether or not uh, there will be NFTs, you know, that will be a part of Chromia ecosystem on the way like what's your what's your thoughts on that what are your comments on that yeah it's in a way it's crazy about this nft because that was like the first technology that we had in 2012 or 13 on the color coins that, that previously we had bitcoin for for paying stuff but now with our color coins protocol you can have nfts like uh, <laughs> tokens um uh, but i couldn't see at the time this world comes. So I'm becoming more and more of a futurist every year. And I, I couldn't see, even see the gaming applications coming as strong as they, they have been. Um, still leaves quite a lot of, of going mainstream, but it's fantastic to see the interest and to talk with people in the blockchain gaming world. And sort of everyone is excited and building on stuff. And um, I think that, I mean, what, what we can improve on, I can say it's good with NFTs, like you have a token and it represents ownership in a game. Yeah, it's fantastic. You didn't have that before, but still, it is mainly basically a hex code encoded into a blockchain. So your sword is actually a sequence of digits. Uh, there is a slight problem. Um, I think if you have a commercial company running a game, and they turn off the service, you have your hex code, and what do you do with it? Maybe you have some kind of representation of it being a sword, yes, but no longer use the sword in the game, so what's, where is the value? Is it the limited edition of, of graphical items, etc.? So NFTs are nice, but it's still very junk technology that you can improve on, because we all want to have decentralized sort of solution. Things so if we, if we can improve on NFTs by both by maybe having the graphical representation on chain 
or like easily provable. That, that's good. They're working on that on the Ethereum protocol layer as well, I think. Uh, but also have more more complex NFTs where you can compose. Um, maybe car has an engine that has doors and you can upgrade the wheels, etc. Still preserving the identity, but sort of interchange things. So having like a composable NFTs. Uh, we're also working, which I think is completely unique, is to have logic encoded on the NFT layers. So maybe you can have a, uh, a car that has a maximum speed. Uh, some might have, if you add a turbo engine, maybe you can increase the speed, etc. So you can have logic encoding how an engine works uh, and uh, sort of your NFTs can have abilities to improve the amount of air that goes into the motor, thus, if you hook it up with a, with, a, with a motor, your turbo NFT can improve the performance and you can use that in the game. So encode the logic as well in the NFT layer. So basically, object orientation is not only objects and items, it should also have code. So that's one of the aspects that we are using to, to build up in our, in our protocol layer for uh, NFTs. We call it Chromia Originals. So that's something we are working on this spring uh, we'll release uh, yeah of course we'll keep working on it but but uh, the the early parts okay uh, yeah okay so of course in actually working with game companies as well on this and how to what are the features required but also taking more futuristic what can we do with blockchain and see see who wants to build on it okay uh you know, I definitely, I definitely respect, I definitely respect, uh, as I said, the fact that NFTs, you know, have been have been here for 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 so long, and uh, actually, we all know that uh, crypto scene, you know, is is very pretty much like non tangible, you know, just it, it it's very hard to uh, to uh, sort of like you know have or become physical to some extent, right? Because we are connecting literally like um, in a similar way that stocks are representing the value for some sort of like more or less physical values, right? So when you have the company, you have some physical you know, documentation in the form of shares that are represented in, when they're publicly listed, that they have the value, right? Here, cryptocurrency market is uh, so much driven by the communities themselves. They are, uh, they are, you know, just driven by the communities themselves, uh, because tr the truth is, you know, the tokens, the tokens, they don't really get you the same. They don't grant you the same rights, um, the same sort of like rights, you know, on um, like as 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 the stocks would do, right? So this means we are uh, we are dealing as the cryptocurrency market, as the traders, as investors, as the community sort of like participants, as company pro like supporters for for Chromium and for other projects as well. Uh, we are dealing with uh, with something that is pretty much like you know just virtual, right? You can you can barely you can barely see the physical products, which is so hard to actually cope. This is a big obstacle and a big barrier. Uh, you know when you produce cars, right? When Ford produces cars. You know we can touch the car, right? But when the uh, when the when the company in the crypto scene just produces business products in the form of, of 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 tokens, right? You cannot really touch the tokens. You don't know they they actually exist. I mean, it may sound you know just funny or hilarious to many people, but that's always the kind of like a thought that we have just you know somewhere 
inside us that we know we are dealing with something that you know we cannot touch that right we cannot smell that we cannot pretty much like just interact some in some physical way with that and uh the nfts to some extent are pretty much like just the bridge between them right or the bridge the nfts are the bridge the visual visual bridge you know you can actually just monetize some companies uh, to tokenize some companies i mean to tokenize cars you know you can tokenize ships real estate and so on and so forth and all of a sudden we have nfts as the bridge solution we can literally connect the bridges between the real world the physical world which people can touch smell and so on and so forth with the senses and the crypto scene so i i personally think this is a very very important proxy uh you know for for many projects to to, to pretty much like just go on and then and, and grow and this nfts you know just also sort of like has a lot in common with the gaming area because i know uh chromia you know is uh, is dealing with, with gaming as well and uh you know i i personally um i wish to be a gamer but uh my, my time doesn't really allow for that yeah i feel the same a little bit <laughs> right right i know and, uh, you know, but still there are many gamers in the space. And so here's the one for, for the gamers. Like, what can we expect in future regarding the gaming in Chromia? I mean, we, we are part of the blockchain gaming movement. and But we, yeah, we always want to take one step further. Like, I'm, I'm talking about the NFT protocols, which are more complex and you can have logic embedded in the nfts and composable items etc so that's of, co of course brings value to the gaming aspects um, then we always had a, the vision that you could actually i mean one, one thing that attracted us to gaming from uh, is the fact that we could prove some things we can prove that we can have scalable lots of transactions etc without having to go to a government and spend 10 years to do a proof of concept for for an e-currency or something i mean we've been doing dealing with currencies uh, and governments and banks etc they're kind of slow so games is nice because we can easily like prove transaction volume and prove that that tech core tech works it's also very that you can explore new things which is awesome without necessarily having to go through millions of, of political scientists and lawyers to get voting working in the real world. But in a game, you can quite easily experiment with new things. So things that we want to experiment with is having complete logic on the chain, because it can prove for Chroma, can show that our technology is capable of having complex logic on chain without being too complicated to, to work with. So it's a good sort of case for us. And we had a, uh, another team um, that was working on the Chromia platform um, did, that did a game called Chain of Alliance, which has like an auto battler with a complete logic on chain, which is very cool. Um, so we actually, we, we didn't do the first one ourselves, but that's something for the future that would be very interesting to have logic on chain. Another thing is how we govern games. I, I talked about like, uh, what happens if the gaming company turns off the servers? Then your your, your NFTs are, are screwed, basically. Uh, so can we do like new governance models for games where the players have a say in how the games run? Maybe 
you give away the rights from the developers to just shut off the servers, maybe the gamers can pinch in and pay for, for running, continue to run the game. And maybe you'll have a, like approval rights if you're going to change the rules and make your sword useless uh, because you, you know, or unbalanced or something. Maybe you have an, a political election inside a decentralized organization. So playing with forms of governance is something that's very exciting, I think. As well as maybe we can fund games in a new way. We are trying to, to think on that as well. Maybe have like the players invest into the games, having rights into the games, and uh, having more interactive marketplaces for games, where games are investors, game players, as well as you know, control basically the general public public of, of the gaming platform. Mm -hmm. So kind of high level um, talk now, um, and concretely, <laughs> there is a game now that is being uh, developed called My Neighbor Alice, which is like a crypto native game, uh, multiplayer game, sort of focusing on a slightly different audience, so not focusing on the cryptocurrency community necessarily, and more on have a slightly more uh, lean towards female players. Uh, it's very creative. You make buildings. It's kind of cute graphics and uh, inspired quite a lot by some big successes, uh, such as a game on Nintendo Switch that I okay have a name for. Uh -huh. But it's uh -huh. one of the big ones. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Animal Crossing. That's the. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's my neighbor Alice game, and uh, there are other games as well. Uh, we had a, a theme game, Ice of Dalarnia, that would be uh, re-released, and uh, there are other games being planned on the platform to be concrete on launches. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. You know, I, it reminds me, like when you made, when you mentioned this 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 Nintendo like gaming device, I actually just you know recalled and uh, got the dreams back from my childhood when I was playing Pokemon all day night. You know, and this was this was my only sort of like concern <laughs> throughout the day. You know, whether whether I'd reach some certain level or not. But you know, I until until very you know just recently, I mean, past like until that few years ago, mm -hmm. I hadn't been really aware for how big the gaming scene is right and gaming has actually become you know just a very very worldwide big interest you know uh in sport esports right you, you can play the esports you, you have actual competition uh with with big money involved you know all the all the big youtubers all the big influencers are mainly gamers right you would have many gamers like all the biggest because names in the YouTube scene. The sports section in the newspaper is half filled with, with esports now. What yes, exactly. like one year since one year ago. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying, especially now that you know people were sitting in the lockdown, you know, while while having, let's say, so much less to do because of being yeah. fired or you know, just being permanently uh, jobless after because of the you know of the uh, of the COVID uh, results and everything. So gaming has only become stronger and bigger. And that I think accelerates the overall overall direction for many businesses as well. Empowers the gaming and the online sort of like remote and just uh, just activities, right? And uh, but for for building the games, for building uh, sort of like any um, any other you know just 
upgrades to the Chromium ecosystem, to the platform, to the gaming side, and more to the studio. Uh, we need developers. We need talented people. We need uh, an actual team that is ready to commit. You know, within the uncertain situations, uh, within the uncertainty of of the of the pandemic, of the global people who can commit. You know, with their actual lives. And uh, the truth is, you know. We need those people. I'm speaking from my perspective as well as the, you know, as the employer, but you know that perfectly also as the CEO, right? And as the employer. And uh, here's the question then, why would the developers like continue wanting to build on Chromia? Like what makes developers come to Chromia? Uh, well, I mean, Partly it could be that they shared sort of the ideas and the vision that I have to that I talked about, like you to, to advance gaming into. I mean, if you're into esports now, for example, you might see a problem that you have the big gaming companies releasing the game, and then you have the, the players as consumers, and it's basically like social media. The big gaming companies they can decide that this game, this gamer use the bot we think you know and you don't have a court to go to you just banned for life uh, or whatever you do so it's very much like dominated by big players so you might have the vision that we can do better particularly in the pandemic where everyone is working you know the world becomes the internet uh, uh, so have control issues that i'm talking about maybe that's part of your vision that that, that you, you feel that that's interesting and you as a developer want to do new kinds of games which is not only you are producing the players are consuming but you want to change that power balancing give away rights to the players and, and so take blockchain gaming into a new level it could be one for a developer uh, i'm a Developer too, at least I used to be uh, before I, I started to, to. You never quit that. Once you become one, you never quit that. It's so fun. I love it. But I seldom get the time. But now I yeah. can do a script to get some information. I'm like, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and when I was a developer, I was always looking for new tools that can solve my issues in the best way. So I was looking at, you know, you don't st stop with your, at least not if you're good developer you don't stop with a language that you learn and you just keep working on it you try to see what's happening now there's a new some, something new happening you know uh, so i you, you try to to experiment with new languages that, that and why do you pick your language because they they provide new ways to express things so it's like a common lisp uh, new edition on java that that's Give me some benefit. You want to try an airline? Yeah, it's, it's you know, great for building distributed apps. I want to try that. I can't do that with my current tool set. And then you are st stuck in Java world, and you, here comes Node.js. And you can, they, these kids do things faster. I want to try it. To, what can that bring? So, always looking for new pro productive tools. So that's why PHP is not anymore the dominant. Uh, language on the web because there came new technologies. Everyone wants to build with React.js because it provides benefits, makes uh, less bugs, more productive. Uh, it's a good tool. So that's where Chromia and our technology comes. We have a language that is based on the same ideas about databases being a good way to manage data. So, uh, sadly, I have to argue for that quite a lot in the blockchain world, but, but it's you know the fact of life that relational databases are used 
to manage data uh, very successfully. Uh, but it's also like a better version than SQL, which is kind of not, not the most uh, trendy or best language, which is managing data. Um, but we, we want, so we take SQL, the database model, and add some kind of hipster logic, making it very nice to work with, uh, very efficient. Hipster logic, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can express things in much fewer lines of code and do more complex things compared to, you know, databases as well. Uh, but also with other blockchains, we did some comparison in the lines of code with another project. That, no big difference with that project and other projects, but it was like up to one tenth of the lines of code with our language um, because it's very based on a mathematical model and very expressive, you know. Uh, so it's a nice language, and that's why developers we like that because we like productive tools, you know, and it will get the the message will get out when you see that you can do things that are aesthetically pleasing. Believe it or not, developers like kind of beauty in code. If you can see this pile of lines of code to accomplish something, and you see like this small amount of elegant mathematical mm -hmm. logic, you will be attracted to that. So that's what we are selling, basically. Productive uh, and a good experience uh, to do also more complex things, in it, which also translates to business value, of course. A few lines of code makes it easier to do complex applications and so on. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think you touched upon very, very, very interesting part, you know, uh, because the whole world just is going, you know, is just following the, the new direction of going lean, you know, everything right. needs to be lean right now, uh, both on the management side, you know, you just eliminate the processes that are not really just performing so well, or you just make them shorter, you know, you just automate that, right? And similarly, the code goes leaner, right? So mm -hmm. all of that, all of that companies like going, going leaner, you know, just let you pretty much, of course, like limit the costs that you spend, right? Limit the, the actual, uh, well, the actual spendings, as I say, which leaves more money for the development, for reinvestments for Chromia, for example, to grow as well, right? Because of saving the costs and saving big, big money. And uh, I think this is also like this, this being lean, this, this lean mindset, you know? This lean mindset that lets you iterate all the processes, all the, you know, just loop all the, um, all the management, but also on the code side, right? Until the perfect solution is met, until the perfect solution yeah. is generated, which is exactly what sort of like the businesses need nowadays, you know? Uh, I mean, you know that perfectly, you know that perfectly because that's exactly what Chromia has been doing for some time already, you know, just, I've been, a, I've been, a, you know, just a, definitely a very spectator to, 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 to all, the, all your, you know, just developments, you know? And just, just very, very recently, you know, uh, they're, you know, on, on the Chromia side, uh, you know, just, just for example, I'm opening the Twitter, right? Mm. And what I can say is that, you know, there is a new partnership with Bloghouse, right? To bring scalable tokenization solutions to real estate market, right? Yeah. So we are talking, you know, about the Chromia Studios as well for the gaming, right? We are talking about also for the overall, you know, just sort of like amount of partnerships, the connections, the bridges that you as Chromia, your CEO or building, yep. you know, uh, and the bridges are needed because if we fight for the adoption, that's what I believe in. If we fight for the adoption for the crypto to go global, the only way to do that is to reach via the bridges, is to build build the networks, is to build the actual 
um, just connections to distribute and broadcast your, your message, your idea, your business values to the outside. And to be able to convince people, uh, not even convince, but just to show them to what extent blockchain technology that Chrome is just proposing uh, is much more efficient than any, any technology that is old school, that is outdated you know, anymore. Banks are using blockchain, you know, they, they used to fight that, but until the moment they actually realized it's impossible not only to fight, but to win that war, you know, uh, based on the technology, banks actually started using the blockchain. So we are talking about huge sort of like generational revolution, in my opinion. Uh, and we are like many people will not, not really be um, aware of it. You know, we are literally working and dealing with with big things that the books will be written on, you know, in the in the in the near future, and um, if you uh, like, you know, if you agree, because you've already been very generous with your time, mm-hmm. I think uh, our our listeners and viewers, perhaps before we just give uh, a quick slot for for the Q and A questions at the very end, yeah. uh, there is one or two questions left mm-hmm. that I also very much wanted personally to to ask you, Henrik. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, sure, I, I have time. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, so as I said, you know, I'm, I'm big believer, I'm big believer, uh, for, for the entire industry and big believer for Chromia. And, uh, you know, but the truth is that if we want to reach out to to the world, as I said, to broadcast the message outside, not only just address those who already know about Chromia, but address those who actually don't really have much understanding of what Chromia is, what, what you guys offer, Mm. Uh, what your sort of like proposal for the values are, uh, proposals are. So if you were to sort of like just put it in your own words, simply, you know, to those who actually are unaware unaware of Chromia, like what makes Chromia so special? Yeah, it's slightly hard for someone that doesn't know uh, about uh, technology that much uh, and sort of about blockchain. But uh, I would say that, um, I'll talk a little bit about technology and try to explain it, what makes it different. Like, Chromia is the only blockchain that is building on the ID that is completely dominant on how to manage data. Uh, we're building on the same technology that built Facebook, that built SAP, or the banking apps, uh, Amazon.com, like everything that built the web. So we're the only blockchain that are based on that kind of database model. So makes it easy to do applications and um, yeah that's why Chromia is different to most of the other stuff out there okay I think that's you know the simpler the better so I, I definitely take that answer <laughs> I take that answer uh, but you know to kind of like give this this final 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 touch final question for me that I'm also personally very curious to learn more about uh, there is not a single person in the crypto scene that would tell that DeFi is passe. DeFi actually, you know, is just performing high. DeFi is actually pumping. I'm not saying necessarily price-wise, but it's it's pumping as the sort of like a section, you know, as a few yeah. of cryptocurrency industry, as the entire sort of like ecosystem. So um, with all the DeFi growth, decentralized finance, you know, the the borrow, borrowing, the lending, you know, staking and whatnot. Uh, is there a place for Chromia and for the token for CHR, you know, or for the technology in the DeFi space? Yeah, it is because uh, I, I 
talk with several projects that want to build something in DeFi. And what's happening with DeFi is, of course, you want to build more complex things. And when you want to build more complex things, uh, you come to us. Or you want to compete on the prices because it's been expensive or, the, or the bad performance. And if you have those problems, you go to a layer two solution like ours or some other layer two solution. So there's a lot of DeFi apps, I think, that could be perfectly uh, working. Probably not only on Chromium, unless you attract a new market, where, but, but for people that already, like you have the assets on Ethereum, but you do the transaction volumes and the, the marketplace and, and things like that on Chromium and eventually can move it back. So functioning as a layer two. Eventually, you n never know. So if you want to attract uh, like more on, on Chromia, I don't know. It's not, not like not everyone I know uh, outside of crypto is using DeFi. Uh, actually, no one, but so far. So it's still untapped potential to grow. So we have this uh, product Hedget that's basically options that is uh, public on, on uh, Chromia. Uh, but there are also other products coming. Okay. I love that. Uh, and as I said, you know, before before I let you go, uh, before I let you continue being one of the <laughs> most promising, uh, just you know, just companies in the in the space uh, of the of the of the session, I definitely want to give a very very quick you know just chance for for a couple of of questions uh, to be answered uh, from the chat. Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah. Take take some some hard ones. Awesome. So there is. Uh, I'm just reading up the chat, you know, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There is, um, there is, uh, there is a question just right on the bottom. A fresh one from Luigino Colabrato. Sorry if I just misspelled that. The question is, what will Chromia be in five years from now? Uh, I think it be quite established technology stack that, that people are building all sorts of applications on something that you take for granted. And uh, I also think that we can innovate in our own. We have a pretty unique niche now combining databases and blockchain, but there's also room for uh, innovation in that area, that sector. Mm -hmm. Okay, but do you, do, do you have any any like any idea where, let's say, crypto crypto is actually going uh, 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 five years? Yeah, crypto is... I mean, we talked about last year, and you mentioned like everyone is home, uh, and we are sharing sort of the same even political landscape, but now we, everything is turning to crypto, I would say. Like the fact that, what they call it, big tech is have the ultimate rule or over censoring over, over politicians, etc. And uh, so that's something that that uh, blockchain technology can mitigate. And so, and the fact that we are living in working from home, working together on projects, etc. That's like perfect fit for for actually doing decentralized organizations that actually work uh, in the real world, like globally. Um, which isn't that easy to, to make something that is working for real. I mean, you can do DAO, but you can imagine that it, it, it becomes almost mainstream uh, where mm -hmm. you, all the jobs you apply for, you have a stake in the company and voting rights and you're paid in cryptocurrencies and you can work globally, et cetera. So there's a lot of everything that the digitalization works for, for crypto, as well as, you know, 
slightly on the AI is nice, but it's also slightly a threat. And we can have a blockchain as a counter argument and have, we actually worked on the project with, with a, uh, for Chromaway uh, on, on, with, with public sector in Sweden to how to have evidence about what data the blockchain made a decision about. And so stamp that into a blockchain so to provide evidence about decision making. For So blockchain and cryptocurrencies is uh, definitely something for the future. Okay, I respect that answer. Uh, and there is, well, there are a couple of more, but I definitely don't want to like just keep mm-hmm. you for for too long over here. That's okay, yeah, but take take a good ones. I, I have. Uh, okay, so there is uh, there is the the question also for uh, from Brian Perry. Uh, how will you convince us, which is the the viewers, to invest long term in this project? Uh, I mean, if I need to convince, first you can look at our team. Sort of, we've been uh, working in the field together as a company since 2014, as an open source product since 2012-13. Look, at my co-founder's been, my co-founder Or has been in, was one of the first mentioned on on uh, uh, about the Bitcoin wallets. Even he did like a wallet with uh, with the CTO Ripple. Uh, later in 2011 called SafeBit. So he's been around for a long time, Alex as well. And I've been working with Alex, our CTO, since 2006. So, I mean, we are not here for sort of a quick into blockchain. We've been sort of forming the industry and uh, been around. So we have quite a lot of experience uh, and uh, we're also very good at the technology aspects um, and um, I think that uh, we're in like a long-term bet. There's a lot of technical aspects about our technology being more productive that makes it into a good bet going forward. Yeah, and I take that as an answer as well because you know I myself I usually prefer long-term investments rather than short-term because of the range of volatility that, from the investment point of view and from the technical point of view, uh, for me being the technical analyst, um, you know that I can spot on the crypto right now. Mm-hmm. Right, the volatility means risk. So if you actually don't zoom this out, you can actually just get you know miss out on the big big rallies. You know, I remember missing such you know rallies in 2017 uh, because per my per my own wish, per my own request, because I was too impatient on the short term sort of like timeframes, which I definitely uh, can confirm. You know, that crypto as a whole is definitely improving. It's definitely just advancing. You know, is emerging. And uh, and Chromia has been here for for a long time already. You know, it's not a short-term gig, just like Henrik said. Uh, it's a long-term, it's a long-term value that the company is building. So uh, you would see many many long-term investors dedicated, you know, just uh, funds into 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 Chromia. I'm one of them actually. So I'm happy to. I'm happy to yeah, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy as I said. You know, I just I just believe right. So uh, when, but apart from the belief, there needs to be rational analysis, of course. And from my rational analysis, uh, from being part of the the movement is is definitely undervalued. And uh, the last one, because I I definitely you know, I don't want to be this cold-hearted man that just goes on and on. This is the last one, the very very last one. Okay. To quote this entire meeting. That's yeah. Um, we'll but it's fun, so, yeah, I will. 
yeah, sure. Yeah, there is at the end sometime, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is uh, there is a question actually from Anastasia, right? Mm -hmm. uh, will Chromia participate in only online offline events? Will Chromia participate in offline events when the restrictions are, are over? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of. There was some years and I thought I was traveling too much, but now, uh, yeah, I kind of miss it. So uh, we will definitely be trying to attend events and so on and uh, travel around and meet developers, etc. So yeah, absolutely invite us. Yeah, and I'm I'm also happy because not many people know I actually got the chance in uh, you know to promote. Uh, to promote technical analysis of Bitcoin, you know, uh, in 2019, right live on stage and like keynote uh, keynote speech uh, in front of big big names uh, in Las Vegas, 2019, and God, how much I missed those times, you know, when you can really just travel all, all across the globe, you know, and just go and uh, just perform on the stage. And I'm happy, also, uh, kind of like just just making this public statement for you, Henrik, that whenever you need my help, you know, uh, being the certified technical analyst. Uh, to go and help to understand, you know, Chromia uh, price action development, the market insights, uh, live on stage, wherever on the planet, online or offline. I'm, I'm already dedicated enough to 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 announce. Yeah, that. it'd be fantastic to have a help you out technical and analysis show. Uh, <laughs> one day in person, that definitely would be a great, yeah. great pleasure. Uh, but uh, online, I will be on some kind of Binance. Uh, uh, conference next year, uh, next week, I think so. Yeah. I love that. That's a very big yeah. news. That's a very big news. Yeah, that's a very big news, Henrik. And everybody should definitely pay attention to Chromia. Everybody should pay attention to Henrik Yelte as well. Everybody should pay attention to Chromia, to Chromaway, to all the gaming aspects, to all the uh, progress that Chromia is, is is just developing and has developed despite uh, many many months of struggles, you know, for the global scale, right? Because we are still in the pandemic officially. We are still in the recession officially. So it's not easy task. Uh, and uh, definitely those who perform well, uh, which which can be seen, you know, from, and I heard from, from Henrik's words, uh, this is what just characterizes the best companies, the best of the best. And Chrome is definitely one of the big players. And with that having said, with that having said, uh, I definitely want to leave you guys with the final sort of like suggestion, final tip from, from Henrik before we disconnect uh, so that you guys, all the people in the, you know, in the comments, in the, in the watching, the viewers, the listeners have this one tip that he could share perhaps Henrik with us. That I should share for, for the, <laughs> for you. Yeah. I mean, you know more than I do, but um, what can that be? Yeah, hodl, I guess. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough. That's enough. <laughs> I take it. I take it. I take it. That for, for me for me as well is good enough. Uh hodl, hodl is the answer. Hodl is the answer, guys. Uh Henrik Yalte. Uh Yalte has been my my great guest. This has been a great honor to host this this big big session, this big AMA live stream with you henrik and i truly appreciate your coming i truly appreciate your being so awesome and i wish you uh all the best so that you and chromia just goes to 
to be there. Nice. But yeah, thank you for, for having me. It was uh, great fun. Uh, I will happy, happily do it again. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in uh, and uh, posting questions as well. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that was also, that was Henrik Yelty, CEO and co-founder of Chromia. And uh, your host has been today, Adrian Kryptoverb. And uh, we'll make sure to make a podcast out of it as well. So stay tuned, guys. I appreciate it coming, Henrik. DeFi Click democratizes the lending market by offering both collateralized and uncollateralized loans to everyone with cross-chain interoperability through Polkadot. For more information, visit theburbness.com slash DeFi Click. I'd like to thank our listeners for joining this episode of The Nestro. If you've appreciated the depth and breadth of what you've heard with us today, subscribe to our podcast and find our landing page at theburbness.com. We have a vibrant Discord community which acts as our central hub of operations, and we welcome you to join us at thebirdnest.com discord. We also offer an extensive free bulletin on emerging crypto market trends, exclusive undervalued gem reports, and in-depth expert technical and fundamental analysis at thebirdnest.com bulletin. We always appreciate engagement from our community, which of course means liking the video and subscribing to our page, where we insist on bringing you the highest quality content available. Also, we're happy to incorporate tips and topics from our listeners and encourage you to email us at thenestro at thebirdnest.com. This podcast is brought to you by The Burb Nest. Thank you and trade on.